Welcome to Anything Goes, the best geek and pop culture show broadcasting from Long Island, New York. I'm your host, Timothy Rooney, and we're back with a brand new episode, but I don't have a guest this time. I am doing a solo. I know I make uh, I make jokes about the fact that like nobody wants to hear a solo show from me, so why am I doing a solo show? Because I want to give small episodes uh, that are in between the bigger episodes that I do, because most of the podcasts that I put out are long form and... And they go into great detail on a movie or a TV show that we're reviewing, sometimes video games. But those can be few and far between, if especially if it's my friend Mike and I doing it, because we can't see each other every time. And he likes to give it time and build up to an episode and everything, because there's so much research we like to do for every episode. And so... So in between those, I'm going to try and do these kind of podcasts called Film on Film, where I'll be telling my stories about me seeing movies on film, going to see celluloid film projected at 24 frames per second on a, on a screen. And the first episode I'm going to be talking about, I'm going to be talking about Joker, the 2019 film directed by Todd Phillips, which I saw in 70mm film, so let's jump into that right now. <laughs> Okay, now I have several theaters in my near nearby area that show movies on film. They are not like close close because there's so many other multiplexes nearby that show movies on digital presentation because that's the norm these days. And but I'm not completely isolated saying there's no film projectors in the nearby area because they're the Cinema Art Center where Retro Picture Show does their stuff, which I've mentioned plenty of times on this podcast before. And then there is a few theaters in New York City, in Manhattan, that show movies on 35 and 70 millimeter film. And when I found out that the City Cinema, Village East Cinemas in um, Greenwich Village was going to be showing uh, a 70 millimeter print of Todd Phillips' Joker, I had to go see it because I, even though it was not shot on film... Just the, the look from the trailer and everything just really got me, and I'm like, okay, I need to go see this. And luckily enough, I had a Friday off the, the Friday it was coming out, because initially I was supposed to go up to upstate New York and visit uh, and my alma mater of uh, SUNY Oswego, where I was going to go join an alumni kind of shindig that was going on up there and see some friends. However, I was unable to get off work that Sunday, so I would have like driven six hours into upstate New York and then come back the following day. It was just like I would be there for barely 24 hours. It was it does not seem worth it to me after it's been pointed out. And so I'm like, all right, I'm not going to let this day go to waste. And then I'm like, all right, let me buy tickets to see Joker. However... I had gotten sick early in the week. I had a little bit of a cold, and it was, I'm, I'm like, all right, I think I've, 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 I think I've kicked it. I think I'm like after taking medicine throughout the week, like I think I'm fine. I think I'll, I'll be okay. Friday morning, I wake up. I am feeling sick as a dog, but I don't want the money I spent to go to waste, and so I get myself up, I get in the car, and drive down to uh, Ron Conkoma Station, which is my local train station to take it into the city. And I, and the fact that I had to get into the city, 
see the movie and get back by 6, 6 p.m. that night because the previous episode of Michael Balaf and I talking about our nostalgia picks for Halloween movies, um, I was recording with him later that night, so I had to be in the city, see the movie, and get out of the city by a certain time. So I ended up having to taking a peak train, like the last peak train into the city, in order to go see it. And so I get down to the train station, I had to park like more than 100 yards away from the, the platform itself because of so many people travel into this city on a regular basis. However, it's even double the fact because... It was New York Comic Con this weekend, so so many other parking spaces were taken up by people going to the convention, which I've done it several times in the past few years, so I can't be mad at that. Uh, but however, I was running a little late, uh, so I park and I'm running to the train, and this is when my uh, cold just like hits me in the face, like, oh, okay, I can't really run this fast, like I can't keep this up, and I'm starting to burn up here. I get to the platform, I see the train, like, oh, it's like uh, it's gonna leave in about like under a minute. So I'm like, all right, I'm on the platform, I'm fine. So I'm walking into the train, but that's when the door starts sl- slam on me, and I it bopped me in the shoulder, and luckily it opened up for me. It didn't like close me out. So I was like, whew, I got here really legitimately under the wire to take the train into the city. And so I find myself a seat, and I pull out the Spirit uh, Greatest Hits like that DC Comics put out, and I finished up reading that get into the city, and of course, it's the fact that it is Comic-Con, there's everybody in costume uh, going to the convention, and there's so many people wearing uh, just comic book-related t-shirts as well, and I nearly, like, because I was looking down at my phone when I was going up the escalators, and when I got off, I didn't look right in front of me, I nearly went, like, forehead first into a seven-foot Hulk right in front of me, and I'm like, oh, well, my bad, and it was really cool because... The Walking Dead had a kind of thing that was going on outside of Penn Station as well. So there was literally just zombies like moseying around right as soon as you got to 7th Avenue right there in front of Penn Station. So I thought that was really cool. I make my way down to the the cinema itself. I go on down to 13th Street and I cross over to 2nd Avenue or 3rd Avenue and head on down. And I get there. Right before, it, um, there's a few people there waiting before the movie opens. The movie theater itself opens up because it was the first showing that day. And theater opens up. I go in to show my tickets. I bought the tickets to the wrong theater. So I found out that the company owns this theater and another theater that's in closer to Uptown as well. And I bought the tickets to the wrong theater at the same time. So my like, crap, what am I going to do? I go outside to the box office. I end up buying the tickets again for this showing at this building. And so I w- when I went back into the theater, I just go up to the usher like, hm, we've meet again, give my right tickets, and I find myself a seat. And there was one, and since it was, the movie was so filled with controversy itself, I was kind of worried, like, will there be anything weird about seeing this, like, in the city? Will, like, there will be any strange characters or anything? There was one odd dude that clearly didn't shower early that morning because his hair was very messy and very dirty. So I'm like, and he just seemed kind of like an odd duck. And I'm like, oh, I hope you don't, don't prove the critics right. Don't prove the people who are saying, like, oh, violence is going to happen in these theaters. Luckily, nothing happened. So you don't have to worry about that. But so, 11 o'clock comes by, 11, 11.05, 11.10, 11.15. The movie hadn't started yet, and they, the theater will wait a few extra minutes because these are specialty screenings. They'll, they'll let them get their uh, people get there a little late so they can find their seats and have a good time. At 11.15, the projectionist runs in and runs up the stairs, and you just hear, ka door closed. He drops his backpack, and you just hear the reels getting started up. 
And seeing this movie on 70mm, and here, and since it was a kind of a quiet theater, because there's not that many people there at that time, you could hear the projector for like 85% of the movie. And the fact that this movie takes place in the late 70s, early 80s, kind of time period, it's kind of rather ambiguous for this time period. Hearing the projector and seeing it projected onto the screen like that, it was the, the perfect ambiance to the screening itself. And the movie I really enjoyed. It, it, it is uh, an interesting take on the Joker itself and the, the fact that it's like, okay, we're going to do a what-if story, an Elseworlds tale of the of the Joker character and see a descent into madness here. And the one thing I, I realized something about it is that it doesn't justify his actions. Like some of the stuff you feel, okay, he's down trying, you, you're, you empathize with Arthur Fleck and... But there are times when he goes too far, you you don't have sympathy for him. But like you're like, okay, you can put yourself in his shoes for the time being, but then it goes too far, and you realize, oh no, this is not this is not the person that we should be rooting for. This is not the person that we should be um, identifying with. But like we're stuck with him because it, we're in his subjective point of view for the most of the movie, and it is. That's where like he becomes an unreliable narrator throughout, and it is very curious to see how it kind of plays out. And and the cool thing is about it that like I'm gonna keep kind of vague a little bit, but the choices that were made here to keep things specifically ambiguous, I think it was done on purpose to kind of generate conversation because there are times that you want everything spelled out and have just a good popcorn flicker or everything, or just like. A, B, equals C kind of storytelling. But then there are times when movies come out, you're just like, all right, but what if this, does this mean this? Or does that mean that? And if that means that, could this mean this thing? And it generates conversation amongst people who have seen it, good or bad. I mean, it does have, like it's been stated before, it does have kind of American Psycho vibe where you don't know if this is really happening or not. And as a one-off kind of tale, I'm fine with it. I know people have been talking about doing a sequel, and I'm like, um, I don't think so. I don't think that's the right idea to do it. I think it just should be done as his own thing. And I know the criticism is he's not really a Joker. He, he becomes Joker at like the last few seconds and everything. And I think that's a fair criticism. And But Joaquin Phoenix's performance is is magnetic. You This is the fact that he's pretty much in like 99% of the movie. So you can't take your eyes off of him because he's in so much of the movie. Even still... Like, you do not know what he's going to do in any given moment. And that kind of tension throughout that is really rewarding as a viewer because, I mean, drama, I mean, tension is the key point of drama there. So you don't know what the hell is going to happen. It is very frightening that way. I mean, if you were going to watch something that was kind of similar to this afterwards, like Nightcrawler with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is very, uh, a cool, like, a, a different type of movie like that is similar to this. But in terms of character, like how the... Um, portrayal of it and how sickly both actors look in the movie like because Joaquin Phoenix got so skinny for this movie like and I, I've gotten I've done rapid weight loss before and even I'm like oh Jesus like like somebody give that man a sandwich in order to quote uh, Captain America the first Avenger right there um, so yeah and the colors for it was fantastic and it just seemed very appropriate for this movie. It felt like it was the right decision to do it, to see it in that format and everything. And I, I hope that studios will allow these kind of things to happen. I hope this was a success when it comes to doing this kind of exhibition of the, the movie, that they'll encourage them. And the one trailer 
the one trailer that was before this movie was for Christopher Nolan's uh, Tenet, and Christopher Nolan being a, a diehard celluloid defender and user, it makes sense that he was he would uh, that trailer would be at the head of this movie, and the fact that it hasn't really been released online, that it's just been stuff that you'd see before a movie is very is very curious about it, and yeah, and so seeing it on 70 millimeter and going and. Despite the fact that I was very sick in order to do it, it was totally worth it. And I still say go see the movie because it, it will, even if like the you don't enjoy the movie, you will. I think the conversations will be interesting about it. I don't think I, I do believe the controversy around is kind of unwarranted when it comes to people thinking like it was going to incite violence and everything. But I think it, it was just a interesting character depiction of a of a car of a psychopath or a sociopath depending on what definition you want to lump him under and i really enjoyed it and i thought it was a lot of fun and despite the fact that i had a fever going into this movie it like as soon as the movie started like i just i was so sucked in i did not realize that i was still sick and everything was this movie's over I'm like oh yeah and had to when I was on my way home, like all right, like I stopped at the little Kmart that's in Penn Station to get like ibuprofen and everything, because like I need something to reduce this fever. So yeah, this is like a kind of an experiment here. I hope people enjoy this episode. Let me know if you do. Leave reach me on Twitter. You can find me at, at Timothy Rooney too. And my other podcast, please rewind the RF Forum Retro Show. And my podcast, uh, I mean my YouTube channel Through the Lens Productions, where one of my short films Jack is up. And let me know if you really enjoy this and share this on social media if you really enjoy it. And if you really want to support the show, leave us a five star written review on iTunes. It really helps get the word out there. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll be back for more Film on Film podcasts coming soon. I'll talk to you later. Bye.